Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yivamus daf Samach Beis. We left off on daf Samach Aleph Amid Beis at the Mishnah toward the bottom of the page. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. We thank him very much for the sponsorship. So this daf is one of the more famous daf in Mitzvahs. First of all, we're going to discuss the mitzvah of Puravu. How many children must one have in order to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of Puravu? What if a person has children while he is not a Jew and then he becomes a Jew? Is he Mekayim, the mitzvah of Puravu? We're going to have a machlokas about that. The Gemara is going to discuss uh, machlokas if a person has uh, children and then Rachman al son, the children predeceased, the parents, is the, is the are, are you Mekayim, the mitzvah of Puravu? Then the Gemara is going to uh, have uh, different uh, makoros for the idea of ben beno harei kibno ben bito have kibno that a, a grandchild whether it be through a son or a daughter is uh, has a certain halacha like a child and then the gemara tells us that a person even if they uh, if they if they had children when they were young they should still continue to have children when they get a little bit older even if a person learned torah when they were young they should continue to learn torah when they get a little bit older and even if a person had talmidim when they were young they should continue to try to have more talmidim when they get older, and we learn that from the Talmidei Rabbi Akiva, because this is the daf where we mention that the twelve thousand uh, pairs of Talmidei Rabbi Akiva all died between Pesach and Atzeres, and, and Rabbi Akiva continued to establish new Talmidim. And then the Gemara is going to tell us another famous part of the Gemara, where someone who doesn't have a wife is Sharui below, is uh, left without uh, Simcha and Bracha and Tova and Torah and Choma and Shalom. So we're going to have all of uh, how we know all of those things. Things. And then the Gemara is going to discuss at the end of the daf the chiyuv of ona uh, that one has toward his wife. So let's begin. A lot to cover over here. Let's begin at the Mishnah on Samachal from base. So it says Mishnah, A person cannot be mivatel from the mitzvah of Puruvu unless he already has has children. Beishamay says you have to have in order to be part of the mitzvah of Puruvu, in order to have already fulfilled the mitzvah of Puruvu, one has to have two sons. Sons, and Basil says, no, one son, one daughter. Shenemar, Zachar, and Keva, Braam. That Kodesh Baruch Hu created man as, uh, ma- uh, Kodesh Baruch created mankind as male and female. So male and female, and that's already a key of mitzvah of Puruvu. Hayeshlo, Banami, Puruvu, Mishalabatl. So says Gemara, let's be Medayik from that first line of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says a person cannot be Mavatl from Puruvu unless he has children. Sounds like if he has children, he could be Mavatl from Puruvu, but he cannot be Mavatl from Isha. He has to make sure that he's married anyway, even if he already has children. And this is a riot. That even though a person has many children, he still cannot remain unmarried. That it's simply not good for man to be alone, and therefore it's just a, it's an existential state of being alone that's problematic. It says it's not only about being able to produce the next generation. Vigadamri and others say no. That the property you have to make from the Mishnah is that if one has children, then not only is he allowed to uh, refrain from Puruvu, he could refrain from even being married if he wants, if he already has children. And So maybe that's a Tiyufta to what Rav Nachman Amr Shmuel says. It says, well, no. Ain't lo banim no si isha bas banim. Yesh lo banim no si isha 
bas banim. That if he's ain't lo banim, if he doesn't have any children, then he should marry a woman who's a bas banim. He should marry a woman who's able to have children. But if he does have children, he has to marry a woman. He's allowed to marry a woman rather who is a lav bas banim, who's not able to have uh, to have children. Nafkamina and the nafkamina uh, in in this halacha, whether he has children or not, is lumkar sefer bishvil banim. Should he uh, is he uh, is he permitted to sell the sefer Torah to marry a woman who's able to have children? As uh, Rashi points out, limkar sefer Torah kadei lisa bas banim. Does he sell the sefer Torah in order to be able to marry a woman who's capable of having children? Vim yeshlo banim lo yimkar eliyisa akara ozakena. But if he already has children, he's ready to kaim this approval. Then don't sell the sefer Torah just to be mekayim this approval. You already have the mitzvah, and therefore he should marry someone. He can marry somebody who's an akara or is a kena. He doesn't have to sell the sefer Torah in order to marry someone who is able to have children. When we say nafkamina lumka sefer Torah it's unusual. Meaning normally when we say nafkamina, it's because we haven't yet thought of what the nafkamina is between the two cases. Over here, meaning nafkamina is who he's going to marry. Meaning you don't have to say nafkamina to sell the sefer Torah. We're saying the difference whether you have children or don't have children is are you allowed to marry someone who's not able to have children? It has nothing to do with selling a sefer Torah. So that's what Tulsa points out. Kolomar lahaimilsa nami nafkamina. That this is also a nafkamina, meaning the obvious nafkamina is just the very halacha that we're talking about. We're saying it chaps a deeper nafkamina as far as selling a sefer Torah. And Tos therefore points out That's why we're not gorious in the Gemara, where the Gemara ever asks because it's certainly a nafkamina. It's explicit what the big nafkamina is, is uh, which women are you eligible to marry. Then says, maybe, even if a person already has children, he still is, is obligated to only marry a woman who's capable of having children, unless that involves selling a Sefer Torah. And therefore, the Gemara is saying that that's the only nafkamina, the big nafkamina that we thought was, uh, you know, who are you allowed to marry? No, that's not enough Nafkamina at all. You're only allowed to marry a bas banim. The only time it's going to happen nafkamina is if you have to sell a sefer Torah to do so. So then we say, okay, if you already have children, then you don't sell a sefer Torah to marry a, uh, a bas banim. But otherwise, you do have to marry only somebody who is a bas banim. That's the the alternate interpretation that Tos suggests. Beishamay or Zacharim. Then uh, back in the Gemara, the Mishnah had said that Beishamay says that uh, one is only part from Peruvu, one has only been mekayim Peruvu if there are two uh, boys. So my Beishamai, where did Beishamai get the idea that two sons is a kiyum mitzvah? We're not firmer than Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu had Gershom and Eliezer, and then he uh, he was porish from his wife. So you see that he waited till he fulfilled the mitzvah. Two sons. That was the fulfillment of the mitzvah, and that was it. Ubeisilel and Beisilel would respond yalfinim rubriyaso shalolam that we're going to learn instead from briyaso shalom and Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world with Adam and Chava, male and female. Ubeishamay lilfim mi briyaso shalolam. Why doesn't Beishamay derive from briyaso shalolam? Because ain't done an efshar mishi efshar. We cannot uh, derive what the halacha is in a case where it's possible from a case where it's impossible. Meaning, if Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't create a male and a female, that would have been the end of the species. What would Hakadosh who create two males, then there wouldn't have been any next generation. So it was EF Sharbi in Yanachar. There was no other way to do it other than our Kosh creating a male and a female. That can't be indicative to us of what 
halacha is going to be in every single family. Why doesn't Beisilah derive from Moshe Rabbeinu that having two sons is enough? Now this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu did on his own because of uh, his understanding that he was always going to be in a sense of Ashra Sashchina and that a person who was constantly in, uh, exposed to Ashra Sashchina is not going to be able to, uh, to be with his wife. If you look at Tosas, we'll get to the Kavu Chomer. Let's, let's hold off on that Tosas. Titania. The Bryce tells us that in fact, Shloshet Dvar Moshe Moshe Midaito. Moshe Rabbeinu did three things on his own with his own uh, decision making. And in all three cases, he was, uh, he was in tune with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu really wanted. Pirish Mini Isha, the first thing is what we're describing now, that he separated from Tzipora. Vishibra Luchos. Second one is that he broke the Luchos. That was on his own without being commanded to do so. And third is Vahos of Yom Echad. He added an extra day before Kabbalah Satora. So Pirish Mini Isha, my Darish. What was he Darish to learn that he should be Porish Mini Isha? So Amar, he said as follows. Umay Yisrael Shalom Dibrayimayim Shechina El Lefisha'ev. Klal Yisrael only had exposure to the Shechina for one moment. Vakavalem Zman. And we knew exactly when that was going to be Amra Torah Al Tikshu Elisha. The Torah says that he's that 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 all of the Jewish people had to separate from their wives in advance of Kabbalah Satora. They shouldn't be betumas carry at the time of Kabbalah Satora. Sa Ani Shem Yuchal Dibur Bchal I who constantly Bchal Shah Visha constantly have access to the screen of Lo Kavalis Man and and there's no set time that it's going to happen. So I don't have any advance warning. Allah has come of All the more so that I have to be Porish Mina Isha Veskima Daitol and he was in fact attuned to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu in fact wanted that everyone else could go back to their wives everyone else could go back home but after Kabbalah Satori you Moshe Rabbeinu you stay with me you stay with HaKadosh Baruch Hu now if you look in the top Tosos what do you mean it's Midaite he made a Kalvachomer it's one of the Midos Shatar and Dreshes Behen so uh, we, meaning if you call that Midaite then half the Allah we have in Shas army daite because they're all derived from the midrashatar and the dreshes band. So what do you mean that that's that's called that he did it midaite? So Avigav the kavuchomer kamar says tells us einza kavuchomer gomur. This is not a real full fledged kavuchomer. What? Because Hakadosh Baruch Hu told the people for for a couple of days to stay away from their wives. That means that that that, that a particular individual should forever be mevatel peruvu. That's hard to imagine. Or it could be it was because of that event of Asaras Adibros. Moshe Rabbeinu had access to the Shechina at all times. That may be true, but it was not a historical event, the likes of which, uh, you know, uh, the likes of the Asaras Adibros. So maybe for the Asaras Adibros, he had such a din that he had to be Porish Mine Isha. But that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that he had to be Porish Mine Isha forever. So it was a Kalvachomer that had a Pircha in it. So since it was a Kalvachomer that had a Pircha, we consider to that that to be Midaite. Now, the next, Tosas and Dibra Maskal Says Tosas, I understand. If the way we know that Kodesh Baruch Hu was happy with the fact that he was Porish Isha is that after Kabbalah Satoru, when everybody was separated from their wives, Kodesh Baruch Hu said, "Tell everybody else to go back home and you stay here." So that's a direct command that he's that, that it's mamish aser 
for him to go back, that Hashem told him to stay with him. So how do I know that he was Parish Midaito? Maybe he was Parish because Hashem said, Amor Madi, you stay with me. So the Yeshlomer, he loved the Parish Midaito, Loma Kosol of Arnu Miriam. Now from the fact that Arnu Miriam got angry at him, must be that there was some, that this was something he, he did on his own. If it was a direct command from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, they would not have gotten uh, upset at him. Elevadik, Shem Pir Gvura, Altik Shalisha, and thus a Kabbal Chomer Vatsal, Vagil Lodaito, Vasala Old Befreatsmo, Onos Noget, Ulficha Kosolov. Before Hashem said Amori Madi, at the very moment where Kodesh Baruch Hu made the command that everybody else is going to have to be Porish Mini Isha in advance of Kabbal Satora, Moshe already made the Kabbal Chomer. He already bought a second apartment in order to, to move out. He already he set up arrangements already to be, uh, to be separated from his wife. And they noticed that before Hashem said anything. And that's why they got upset at him. So, uh, Frank why did Aaron and Miriam wait so long to get angry at Moshe Rabbeinu? They only expressed their anger at a much later time. So says, They know about it until uh, later on. But uh, then later on, Tosos asked at the end of Tosos, Well, if Hashem ultimately agreed, and they only found out about it after Hashem agreed, so then why are they getting angry at him? So says, that it must be that yeah they, they knew that Hashem agreed because that's in ge- a p- part of the general principle of whatever path a person chooses to take in life Hashem helps him take that path and their their, their argument on Moshe Rabbein was why did you choose to take that path of course Hashem was going to have your back when you took that path but why did you choose to take that path by setting, setting up a separate residence for yourself and then Hashem could say to you yeah I'm only do you stay with me Hashem wants to send that if you didn't set up your own uh, your own situation that was uh, one thing that Moshe Rabbeinu did me daito. Second, Shibar Saluchos. He broke the Luchos. My Darash. Amar Uma Pesach Shuachem Sheshmel Shosh Hasim Mitzvah Zavar Torah Kol Benechol Yochol Bo Karm Pesach is one of six hundred thirteen mitzvahs in the Torah, and the Torah says a Benechar is not allowed to eat from the Karm Pesach. So to partake in Hatorah Kula, the entirety of Torah, the Yisrael Mumrim and Klal Yisrael are a bunch of Mumrim that they're being uh, over the Egel Alachas Kama Vakama. All the more so, they should not have access to the entirety of uh, of, of of Torah. So again, it's a Kalvachomer. Again, Tosus is bothered. Well, if he's Making a kavachomer, why is that called midaito? That's not midaito. It's using the midshat torah judgment. So again, Tosa says in Dibra Maschat Torah, Ein zeh kavachomer gamur. The shiny Pesach, Mishum de Kodshim. I will call Torah Kula Adra. We yeshu lamdem lachzirim b'tshuva. That it's not a perfect kavachomer because Pesach is Kodshim, so that there's a limitation that certain people should not be able to partake of Kodshim. That's 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 part of the system. We're used to that idea, right? Kodshim Kodshim. If you're not a kohen, you're not allowed to partake of. So the idea that uh, Tommy people are not allowed to partake of Kachim Kalim. There are there are there are uh, concepts of people who are in a certain state are not allowed to partake of Kachim. But to say that that the Torah is closed off to somebody, how do you because they're not good enough? How do you expect them to become good enough? The Torah is the path through which one becomes better. So it's not a great Kalvachomer. And that's why uh, that's why it's considered that he didn't meet Daito. But Vizkima Daito, Dasamakam, Hakonish Baruch, in fact approved of it, Siva Shashibarta. For breaking the luchos, and then he added one more day 
before Shavuos, before Kabbalah Satar, my Darash, so Hayom Kimachar, he figured that today is like the next day. That just like the second day of waiting for Kabbalah Satora was a night and a day, so to the first of the two days is a night and a day. Problem is, the day that this was happening on, the night had already gone, so it couldn't have count. You cannot be speaking in the future tense about today with the night with it because the night's already over. So it must be aside from today that there are two other days together with the nights that go with them. And he was uh, he, he had he was attuned to what Hashem wanted. Because Hashem only showed up on Shabbos. Hashem only showed up after the three days. So you see that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was masking to what Moshe Rabbeinu had uh, had intuited. Going back to the discussion, how many children does one have to have in order to be Mekayim Mitzvah Puruvu? So Rabbi Nassim has an alternate version of Shitas Peshamai. The Peshamai says, not Shnei Zacharim, but more, Shnei Zacharim Mushtei Nekevos. They have only two, if once there are two boys and two girls, are you Mekayim Puruvu? So I'm Rafuna, my time is Rabbi Nassim, leave it to Peshamai. Where does uh, that Shita come from that you need two boys and two girls? Because Pazak says, Vatosaf Loledus as Achives Hevel. Hevel va'achoso, kain va'achoso. That es achiv, es hevel, that it means that there was someone born together with each kain and hevel, that there was a twin sister born with each of them. Uksiv ki shasli elukim zera'acher tachas hevel ki arogu kain. That apparently, after hevel was killed, Adam felt that he needed to replace hevel. They needed another child to replace hevel. Why? Because now he's not mekain puruvu, because he's missing one of the four children. V'rabban do you the kavodis? And the rabban would say, Nah, he's just giving hoda'a takodesh baruch hu. But it's not; uh, it was not a halachic requirement. Tani idach. Rabbi Nosson Rabbi Shami Rabbi Keva. Another version of how Rabbi Nosson changed up the machlokas from the way that we have it in the Mishnah is that Beishama is the one that says zachar and keva, which we had it as Beishila in the Mishnah. Basil is an even more lenient position that only one child, either male or female, is good enough. So where does that sheet come from? That one child, either male or female? Because the Pasuk describes the function, the purpose of Puruvu is to populate the world and this person uh, populated the world somewhat by bringing a child into the world. So that's a fulfillment of If a person had children when he was not Jewish and then he, afterwards he converted. Rabbi Yochanan says that is a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Puruvu. And Rishlag says no, he had, a, he had children when he was not Jewish. That's not a fulfillment of Puruvu, Rabbi Yochanan says the kiyum of Puruvu because he has kids. They know those kids are not halachically related to him because the Gershon is Kairos Pekatan Shnolad, so he has no, uh, no no family relationship with those children. Therefore, it's not a uh, fulfillment of Puruvu. And this is both Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish Lishitasam because they argue elsewhere. The Itmar if he had children when he was Novichavim and then he was Megayer, Rabbi Yochanan says he doesn't have a Bukhar Lenachla, meaning his next child is not going to be, his next 
child after he converts is not going to be a bachar as far as Yerush is concerned because he already has kids. He already had his reishisono when he was a non-Jew. So this one is not going to count as his bachar. So that's Rabbi Yochan Lashitaso that the children that he counted when he wasn't Jewish count. And Reish Lakish says that he does have a bachar l'nachla, that the next child is going to be born now that he's a Jew is going to be a Bukhar. Gershon because the child he had as a Nachri is not halachically related to him, and therefore halachically doesn't count for Yerusha either. So, yeah, it's the same machlokas between Rabbi Yochan and Shlakish. Do the children that he had while he was a Nachri, before he and they converted, does, uh, do, do, do those count as his children? So, why do I need to be told the machlokas both with regard to the mitzvah Puravu and with regard to, to the dinim of Yerusha? Utsricha. If I only would have been told this with regard this machlokas with regard to the mitzvah pruvu, and that's where Rabbi Yochanan says you're mekayim pruvu mishum to be a kar nami b'nei pruvu That's because even b'nei Noach are included in uh, pruvu. So since even as a ben Noach he's included in pruvu, so he can fulfill the mitzvah uh, for even after he converts. But when it comes to nachla, where b'nei Noach are not uh, included in nachla, say I would think that he's modu to reish lakish. So uh, if you look at Rashi, Bnei Noach, Bnei Piri of Rivian in the Dukseva Yermel and Puravu. How do I know Bnei Noach are included in Puravu? Because in Parshas Noach, there's a command of Puravu. And I know that they're not included in Nachla. He says it doesn't really mean they're not included in Nachla. They have Dinim of Yerusha by Bnei Noach also. It's just not the same Dinim. It's not the Dinim of you don't have Pishnayim and you don't have a Dinim of only the sons and not the daughters. You don't have the Dinim like, the, like you have by, uh, by Yisraelim. So that's what it means that they're not Bnei Nachla. Meaning what Rashi is sensitive to is that each half of, the, of this sentence seems incorrect. Meaning we're saying that, uh, that you know what the difference is between Puravu and Nachla? Is that Bnei Noach have Puravu and Bnei Noach don't have Nachla. Rashi says mm, Bnei Noach don't have Puravu and uh, they do have Nachla. So he touches it up a little bit. That already in Parshas Noach there was a command of Puravu, whether it's operative right now or not for Bnei Noach, that's not the issue. But there was once a command called Puravu for Bnei Noach. So even though they don't really have it, but they once had it. And Nachla, they, kind of, they, 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 they do have, but they don't have it in the same form. So that's what it means that they don't have Nachla. That's what Tulsa is sensitive to also. Tulsa is B'nai Piri V'Rivya Ninu. The Gemara Misaksanedrin tells us B'nai Noach are not mitzvah in Puravu. The Gemara Misaksanedrin tells us B'nai Noach are not mitzvah in Puravu. The Yeshomer Dach Allah B'nai Chiyuv HaPiri V'Rivya Kamar El-Klomar Shabbenei M'nikram Al-Shmam Kedamar B'Samach. Here it doesn't mean the Chiyuv HaPuravu. It just means that their children are called by their, by their names. V'yit Mar Bahan. If it only would have told me the Machlokas with regard to Nachla, I would think Bahak. I'm Reish Lakish. That's where Reish Lakish would say that B'nai Noach that the children he had as Benoch don't count of by he, but maybe by Puravu, Rabbi Yochanan. I might have thought he agrees to Rabbi Yochanan, Tzricha, and that's why I need to be told this. Now in Turi Evan, if you look at Rabbi Kiva Eger over here, it points you to Turi Evan, Roshan Adaf Chavches Amalalif. So the Turi Evan over there raises the question that Benoch are not Mitzvah Puravu, based on like the same Gemara Tosas quoted. So how could Rabbi Yochanan say that Makayim in the Mitzvah Begiyuso if you were not yet a, a Bar Chiyuva in the Mitzvah at the time that you did the Mitzvah? Why should this be? any different than someone who's itim shota v'itim chalim, someone who's sometimes a shota and sometimes healthy and he eats matzah at a time that he's a shota, where the halacha is, he's not yotzi l'chiyuv, and he's going to have to eat matzah be'is pikchuso, when he, uh, when, when he becomes normal again, when he, uh, when, he, when he becomes a bendas again. 
a mice of mitzvah that you do when you're part of a mitzvah does not help you for when you become chayiv in a mitzvah. So how could it be that the children that he had when he was a nachri are going to help for when he's a Jew? So Minchas Chinuch develops the Yisod in Mitzvah Aleph, Sivkat Nidalit, he says, no, no, you cannot compare the mitzvah of Achilles Matzah and Atilas Lulav or those kinds of mitzvahs to the mitzvah of Puravu. Those mitzvahs don't have a Hemshech Zman. It is a Maisa mitzvah and the Maisa is the Kiyum and that's it. You fulfill the mitzvah right then and there. When it comes to Puravu, the Maisa mitzvah and the Kiyum mitzvah are separate from each other. The Kiyum mitzvah is the existence of children. The Maisa mitzvah is the Maisa Bia to be able to have children. Sayyidina Chinami, this person's Maisa mitzvah was while he was in Akhri, but his Kiyum mitzvah is ongoing. And as long as that there, are, there are children in the world, that's an ongoing Kiyum mitzvah. That's what the uh, postkim discuss, why it is that there's no Birchasa mitzvah on the mitzvah of Puravu. So it could be that when the Maisa mitzvah is so far away from the Kiyum mitzvah, that you do the Maisa mitzvah at one point, and the Kiyum mitzvah is nine months later, so that uh, you can't have a Birchasa mitzvah. It's got to be when the Maisa and the Kiyum are uh, at least somewhat uh, connected to each other. Or it could be that, uh, that, that the Bracha in general is always on the Maisa mitzvah, and at the Shas Maisa mitzvah, the person was not in the state to be able to, uh, to say a Bracha, because the person has to be fully dressed in order to recite a Bracha. Anyway, but that's the, the answer the Minchas Chinuch gives. Ramosha thinks that that is incorrect, that the Minchas Chinuch's uh, approach is incorrect, because uh, the Ramosha points out that there's a Tosus in Bab Basra, and Dafi Gimel Aleph, that asks, when you have a person who's a Chatsi Evan and a Chatsi Ben Chorin, so the Gemara over there says, we force the master to free him in order that he can be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Puravu. If he has one master that had already freed him, so he's a Chatsi Ben Chorin, and another master that has not yet freed him, so it's a Chatsi Evan, we force him to free him to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Puravu. So Tosus asks, why do you have to free him? Just to let the Mitzvah Sasei of Puravu be Docha the Lo Sasei of Lo Yeh Kadesh and let him marry a Jewish girl. So Tos says, no, you don't say Asei Docha Lo Sasei in such a case because at the time that you're violating the law, you're still not being Mekayim the Asei because the violation of the law is at the Tchilas Bia and the Kiyum of Piri is at the Gemar Bia. So says uh, Tosa, says Ramosha, you see that the assay of, 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 of having children is, is not when you actually have the children, it's at the Gemar Bia. Tosa should have been able to answer better, according to the Minchas Chinuch, that even at the Gemar Bia, you're not yet Mekayim Mitzvah say. And, uh, and plus, you don't even know at the Gemar Bia that that's going to produce any children. You don't know which Bia is going to be able to produce any children, so maybe there won't be any children produced from that. So uh, he's not going to be in fulfillment of the essay at all. So that's how Rav Moshe says. It doesn't seem that the Minchas Chinuch's approach is in fact correct. So other Akronim give, uh, give, uh, give other, uh, other suggestions. That maybe it relates to Svasem, maybe it relates to the fact that uh, Goyim used to be Mitzvah Puravu, so it's considered that you're a Bar Hachi in the Mitzvah when a person is, uh, is a Ben Noach and therefore that could be a fulfillment. It's not a total tour from the Mitzvah. Okay, Vaitin Gmar, Esa Rabbi Yochan Yishlakish, Rabbi Yochan challenges Rishlakish, so, uh, so, so you see that it, that they're called Ben, even by B'nai Noach, they're called the child. So don't tell me that a child that you have when you're in Nachri doesn't count. No, I understand that Goyim have Yichus with each other, with their own families, but once you're Megayer, you lose that Yichus. But everyone agrees that an Eved doesn't have any Yichus. That when Avram Avinu 
says Shvulachem Pavel Machamar, he's saying that it's Amad Domel Chamar. Eliezer is uh, because he's he's an Eved, uh, has no Yichus at all. It's like a Chamar. Meisvei Lutziva Chamisha Asrabanim Es Veesrim Avadim. That Tziva had Chamisha Asrabanim and Esrim Avadim. So don't you see that there is Yichus? Tziva was never Kenani, and he still had Banim. So I'm Rav Achabar Yaakov Kafar Kepar Ben Bakar. No, that's like saying like there's a Par Ben Bakar. It doesn't mean Yichus. It means that there's just describing a physical reality. So why don't you say the same thing by Beladon? No, because it describes the, the it gives the yichus by the, by his own name and the name of his father. Or it could be because the the pasuk is elsewhere. With a father and a grandfather. Now a new discussion. If a person had children, Rahman al son, those children predeceased the parents. So person is still in fulfillment of the mitzvah Puruvu. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochan says, no, it is not a fulfillment of Puruvu, meaning you need to you need to have more children in order to be Makayim the mitzvah of Puruvu. Ravuna will say it is a key mitzvah Puruvu, because Ravasi taught us that Mashiach comes when all the Nishamos are entered out of something in Shemaim called the Guf, that there's something in Shemaim that uh, has to be emptied out in order for Mashiach to come. All the Nishamos have to be emptied out. Tosi Shalom on the side points out, he says, Tema da Amrinan, Ilmali Yisrael Misham Shnei Shabbos, Miyan Nagal, Velo Tzorch Shiyuch Bukhon Misham Shabbos. Tosi says, wait, what triggers Mashiach coming? In Shabbos, the Gemara says, that observance of two Shabbosos triggers the arrival of Mashiach. Over here we're saying, no, no, Mashiach cannot come until all the Nishamos have been brought down into this world. What if we observe two Shabbosos before all the Nishamos have been brought down into this world? So Tosi Shalom says, Yishlomar, that if we observe two Shabbos in a row, right away, Akrosh Baruch will have all the maternity wards fill up with women giving birth six at one time to get all the Neshamas out of there so that Mashiach uh, will be able to come. Meaning they both have to happen, but one can trigger the other happening and that will bring uh, that will bring about Mashiach. But this is the the, the purpose, uh, one of the purposes of Puruvu is not just to have children that uh, survive, but to just bringing a child into the world is in fact valuable. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bringing of Mashiach when a person brings a child into the world, whether the child survives or not. And that's why Ravasi says, that, that's why Ravuna says it's a Kim Puruvu, even if the child predeceases the parent. Rabbi Yochan says, no, it's not a Kim Puruvu, because the approval primarily is to populate the world and once someone is uh, no longer alive then they're no longer populating the world but this idea of uh, in ben david ba is still an idea whether you're paskin that that's the primary reason approval it's certainly a reason and therefore that's what the post can write that uh, the, that jewish people try to have large families because if you're able to have a large family it's bringing mashiach closer even if technically halakhically you're you're already mechaimless approval by having a larger family you're bringing uh, you're bringing mashiach Closer by uh, by ent- emptying out more of the neshamos, bringing more of the neshamos into this world, emptying them out from Shemayim. So Mesvei asked the Gemara, "Vnei banim areim kibanim." That it says "Vnei banim" are like banim. So from the fact that only if a person has a ben o or a bas that 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 if a person um, uh, if 
a person has grandchildren, then the grandparent is in fulfillment of the mitzvah peruvu. Sounds like if there are no grandchildren, then the grandparent is not yet in fulfillment of the mitzvah peruvu. So it's a kasha Ravuna who holds that if the children predecease the parents, that in a peruvu. Sounds like no, the children predecease the parents only if they've already produced children is the grandparent not chayvim peruvu. So it says more no kitanya he lahashlim. The din that it says in the brayso is only said in the case where he had a ben or a bas. Uh, that, 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 that the ben, that, that the, uh, the the son or daughter that died already had a son or or, in a, in a, or a daughter. Um, the, uh, the and, and meaning the and the fa- the grandfather rather only had one child. So the child married a woman and uh, he had uh, let's say only one son. That child that son married a woman and gave birth to and, and that woman gave birth to a daughter and didn't die. So that's what the price is saying that the grandfather is ready to make this That if you have descended of both male and female descendants, that's a kiyupuruvu. <coughs> so if a person had children of only one gender, but his grandchildren of the other gender, that's enough to be mekayim puruvu. So meisve, so the b'risa challenges, b'nei b'anam arayim kebanam. If one of the children die, or the child is uh, unable to have children, then you're not in, in, in fulfillment of the mitzvah puravu. So you see, against Rafunu, who said that even if uh, the son dies, you are Mekayim puravu. So you see, that's a Tiyofta and Rafuna. So the Gemara explains, it says in the Bryce that by having grandchildren, the grandfather's Mekayim puravu. Savrabai Lemeimrusabai thought to say, that a if his son has a son, and his daughter has a daughter, and certainly if his daughter has a son, the grandfather is Mekayim Mitzvah Puruvu through the grandchildren. But maybe if a person has only sons, and then those sons produce daughters, maybe that's not a fulfillment of Puruvu. No, it's the Shavis Yitzar, so as long as you bring in uh, children into the world that are, de- that are your own descendants, that are of both genders, so then that's a key Mitzvah Puruvu. But everyone seems to agree. Both Abai and and Rava seem to agree that uh, that 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 if uh, if if. one of your children has a son and a daughter, and the other child dies without any children, then the grandfather is not in fulfillment of Puravu. So, Frankly, Mark, below, is that not a fulfillment of Puravu? That you should marry a woman and give and have children. And Rav Sheshis responded, What do you mean? My daughter's children are my, are my children. Uh, so, uh, therefore, I'm not in the midst of Puravu anymore. So, from his answer, you see that even if he only had one daughter, and that daughter had multiple children, that's his mitzvah of Puravu. So it says, He was only being docha then with that tshuva. Rav Sheshas knew that he was an akar, that he, wasn't, he, was, he was not going to be able to have any more children. So he, say, he comforted himself or just pushed away the question by saying, No, nah, I, uh, I already was Mekayim Puravu, even though he knew really deep down that he was not. How do we know this din? If it's Based on the pasuk, Habanos Benosayva Banavanai, that Lavan says to Yaakov, Lagabi Rachel and Leah, that uh, the daughters are mine and the sons are mine. So who are the sons? They're the grandchildren. El Meatav at Son Soni Hachinami. When he says the sheep are mine, that you want to say the same thing that they're really his sheep. Ella de Kadosminai. He means you bought them from me. So Hachinami de Kadosminai that you've acquired them from me. So it doesn't mean that Bnei Banim are actually Banim. Ella Mehacha. Rather, it's from the following pasuk. Vachar Bachetzron Al Bas Machir Avigil. 
So you see in the pasuk, the Chetron, who's from Shevet Yehuda, married Mach, uh, the daughter of Machir, and his, uh, he was the father of Suguv. That Machir had from Shevet Menasha had banim that were called Mechokikim. Uksiv Yehuda Mechokiki. That only people from Shevet Yehuda are called Mechokikim. So clearly the pasuk is not saying that Bnei Banim Shal Machir were Mechokikim. It means that Bnei Bito Shal Machir were Mechokikim. That his daughter's children. So how could it be that uh, he had that that Mechokim Bnei Yehuda and Bnei Menasha? They were from Bnei Menasha as well. So Chetzron, who's from Shevet Yehuda, married Machir's daughter, who's from Shevet Menasha, and the children were Mechokikim. So they were from Yehuda. So you see that a Ben Habas is called Beno. So uh, therefore you see that the children of Machir are Mechokikim when uh, when you're talking about not his actual children but his grandchildren. That his grandchildren, even though he's from Menasha, his grandchildren could be Mechokikim, could be considered from Yehuda. So and therefore you see that a daughter's sons are also like uh, like your own sons. So now the Gemara goes back to the din of the Mishnah that if you have Banim, then you're allowed to be Mbatal from Puruvu. So it says Mamas Nisan Delok Rabbi That's against Rabbi Shua. The Tanya Rabbi Shua if a person got married young he should, and, and he lost his wife or got divorced he should find another wife even when he's older if a person had children and he was young don't give up continue to have children even when he gets a little older you don't know which one is going to be which children you get more nachas from whether it's going to be the ben zakunim or it's going to be the children that you had when you were young Rabbi Akiva Omer so if a person learned Torah when he was young, you should continue to learn Torah when he's older. So if a person amassed Talmidim when he was young, so don't say, okay, so I'm going to retire and just write Svarim. No, you so he should uh, continue to try to have more children when he's older. All of this is learned from that even though you do something when you're young, you continue putting in effort when you get older. There's no, no word in Lashon uh, Kodesh for retire. A person doesn't give up. You continue to uh, to keep uh, keep at it. Rabbi Kiva had twelve thousand pairs of students. Migvas ad in from from one town all across the whole world. They all died in one short time period because they were not knowing covered uh, to to each other. That's what the uh, one of the Achronim says that covered is gematria thirty two, uh, that, and that's the remez that they died for only 32 days then by Lag Bomer they had finished dying and that's why Lag Bomer the Avelos of Svira is over the Gemara gives no such indication of that right the Gemara gives no direct indication that there's even something called Lag Bomer the Gemara says they died from Pesach until Atzeres and that sounds like they were spread out throughout and that's why there are I think eight or ten different Minhagim of when to observe the Avelos of Svira some observe it in, in, in pieces that you know discounting Rosh Chodesh and discounting Pesach and, discount, and discounting three days before uh, before Shavuos, so it's just that the rest of the days that Avelis are observed, other, others are more commonly observed straight, that either from the beginning until Lag Omer or from Rosh Chodesh until the end, or from Rosh Chodesh until almost the end, so whatever it is, but there was during all the Gemara says from Pesach and Atzeres Ad Shabar Rabbi Akiva until Rabbi Akiva went to Rabbi Akiva Shabadarm Vishana Lahem and he taught them, Rameh Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar and Shemua and they're the ones that established the Torah anew they all died from Pesach until Atzeres. They all died a terrible death. It was the death of Askara. 
halacha kravishur that we pass on like kravishur that a person has to continue engaging in puravu even after he has children, not like it says in our Mishnah that he's yocheli batel that he could be mevatel from it. So once we talk about the chiv to marry a woman, the Gemara brings different amaraim that speak about the maila of being married. A person who doesn't have a wife is without simcha, without bracha, without tova. That they're also without Torah, without Choma. That his wife is uh, the Ezev, that you have to be Osek in the Tzorche Beso, in the Mizonos, the Toshia is Torah. So the Torah is going to be forgotten from him if he's not supporting a wife. So uh, you see that uh, it's like a wall that surrounds a person, that protects a person. He's also without Shalom. So he explains the passage that only when you have an Oel, which means an Isha, only then will, will one have a Shalom. So tomorrow we'll pick up with Amr Bishop Levi and further discussions of uh, the Milos of being married. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.